Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 190. Today's episode is another installment in our series, Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Westnoth video game, 30-some years after the Eastern Invasion mainline campaign. It is played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system, with occasional references to the Mythic Game Master emulator's event meaning tables for inspiration. For the story up to this point, visit our website, DiceyStories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. All right. You've concluded business. Slater has left. (laughs) You talked way out of this. So we have the rings? You have the rings. No more than one to a hand. It's bad luck to have multiple magic rings on one hand. Currently, you have no idea what trying to use multiple ones of these at the same time would even do. You don't know if it's possible. You don't know if they'd interact. Are we alone? Did everybody laugh? You're alone in some rundown manner that you happened to know was here. I put both on. Do you try to activate them both? Yes. No, wait. That's not very scientific. I want to try to activate one at a time. Then both. Yeah. Maybe we should do this at the party class. I feel like this is actually probably a safer place. Okay. Blow up the whole (laughs) space that way. I mean, based on what I think these rings do, I don't know, but right, 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 ice. Okay, yeah, I'll start with them one at a time, and then I kind of want to see them together, but I could, because once we give it to Katja, sure, he'll be interested in finding out what they do together, too. This is Hapa's internal monologue. Yeah, yeah, because she's like, oh, but then he'll want to experiment, too. I can report out what happens. Okay. I will say this. You can certainly experiment with these rings. You are limited in how long you can experiment with them by the cost that doing magic has. You know, you'll suffer strain from casting and things like that. And there will be plenty of time on the way. I'm not trying to discourage you. I know Hapa's curious and wants to do these things. But I will also remind you, Trick has already used his special heroic ability. You have not used yours yet. Mm -hmm. After you do some experimenting with these things, you are free to employ your magical ability to determine something significant about stuff from all the pieces that Hepa has collected today. Do you have something in mind? Yes. Oh, okay. I mean, that sounds I like... might tell you something and you might be like, oh yes, I had concluded that myself. But also it might be like, I laid down 50 clues to this and you have yet to determine it. I mean, that's what your ability is for. Yeah. Then why don't I do like a little bit of experimenting just to reflect the fact that she is curious, but I know that I don't think Trick wants to be here all night. And and you have a meeting. Yeah, we have an appointment. We have, well, and I have to. <laughs> <laughs> you have to get cleaned up. Yeah. And we have to drop the rings off with Alric and stuff like that. So return these clothes, but it'll be dark when they're back here. So. Oh, you were thinking we were going to be here for that? Well, you know what? I'm not going to worry. <laughs> Trick somehow talked our way out of this, and I'm not going to ask questions. So, yeah. So, I'm going to do a little bit of experimenting with it, but not for very long. Just because okay. I, I also have a sense that we have time. It's not like I have to do it all now. We're going to be traveling home, and I'll have time for that. But just, just a taste. Yeah, yeah. Just to see a little bit of what the, maybe what the red one does when okay. you activate it. You're going to activate the red one. Yeah. The ability that anybody can use... Or the one that, like, you specifically, because you understand runes, can... Oh, because I understand runes. Okay. So, I need you to choose some kind of magical thing you wish to happen. Okay. Like, with the other rune, you were mainly using it to attack. Right. 
because it had it had this ice storm capability to it. Right. But runes can be used for other things other than attacking. So you could do some sort of attack, or you could choose some other spell form. I'm trying to remember what the red one felt like when I put it on was... My heart was racing. Red bolt. Okay. Um, so I'm going to think that one has a bit to do with time, so... Reverse time itself. That wasn't quite what I was thinking. Oh, okay. I think it's like speeding me up or something. So is that what you mean as far as what a magical effect is, or the ring's already doing that? The ring is doing that. The ring's power can only be manifest if you cast a spell. But this will be you casting a runic spell, not you casting a primal spell. Right. But your understanding of magic, like... I know two spells. You know two types of things that you can do with primal magic. Right. But those types of things, even with the brambles, you know you can attack with brambles. You know you can change terrain with brambles. Right. When you say you know two spells, you know the whole college of healing. You know more than two things. You can apply the brambles in multiple ways. Right. And even with the ice shard, you were able to do attacks with it, but you were also, by the end of your experimenting with your dad, you made a protective coating over something with ice. Right. So it's not like D&D where there's like, there's fireball and there's like lightning bolt and there's like teleport. It's more like you have access to magic. You can play around with it and get it to do things that fall into these categories of attacking or right. healing. Now I wonder if I could use Emerald Ring to, and healing to do something like PTSD. If you wanted to experiment with it instead of the red one and do something healing related, like, yeah. you could give it a try. Well, I do have two injuries, but I don't have a lot of experience with mind healing. So, I mean, you could try to heal your own internal systemic injury that you suffered this morning. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that's my two points. Yeah. Yeah. You did that to yourself trying to cast that's on true. That's true. That's right. Yeah, why don't I do that? That sounds like a great idea. Okay. Runes cannot handle healing. But this is how you will learn that. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully not by restoring this. You dare on. try to fix magic with magic? I mean, to be fair, if Ketchin didn't think I was going to experiment with it, he wouldn't want me to bring it to him. I mean, he may have forgotten how much you like to experiment. <laughs> it also may have been a convenience factor. I know she will be in this location and I will be in this location and she is a trustworthy person. Maybe she'll figure out what it does. So if you start with the green ring... Mm-hmm. And you put it on. Mm -hmm. This is the one that increases your strain threshold. And, and it makes it easier, right? It makes casting easier. But if you try to cast your healing, you will not be able to do it making a runes check. You will have to do a primal check. Okay. Because healing is not a college that runes can actually do. Okay, so then I will kind of realize I can't do it that way. Yes. So essentially, you are trying to like resonate with the rune somehow but you realize you can't like make it talk with the healing energies you know how to manipulate okay so you can still try casting your one spell for encounter yeah. to heal yourself i might as well do that but it's not going to be made easier by the ring okay so then it's just my normal primal okay okay so then that's why i can i can report to catch it guess what your ring doesn't do yeah i mean mm -hmm. Feel good, but you don't actually get any better. I'll give him... He'll get the report. Me too. So Tear off corner of the map. You know, at some point, Sabine just wants to hire me. Full-time resident researcher elf. Okay, so let me see. It's only one purple. You've got nothing weird going on. Just normal HEPA weirdness. Try and put success and uh, advantage. 
How many successes did you have? I just had the one. So you heal one wound point. Okay. Had you suffered any other strain? Yeah, I had three strain coming okay. into this. So you can heal one of your old strain with your advantage. Yeah. And you have a triumph. Yeah. Can I maybe learn something about healing or something? Since she was thinking about okay. the knights, like the PT, like psychological stuff. So or... you got this triumph on this attempt to do your healing magic through the rune. You learn something about the nature of magic, which is... Do tell. <laughs> <laughs> the magic that the stones can do is tapping into something different than the primal magic that you can do. And this fits with that race's magic was also something different. So I would say at this point, you know essentially of three types of magic and you're not sure about a fourth or a fifth. Right, okay, but they tap into something. Yes, there are different streams of energy out there. And the fact that we use the term magic to refer to all of them is maybe, in your opinion, unhelpful language. Okay. It's like referring to air and water is the same. Right. It's like everybody does things with the elements. You're doing things with water and you're doing things with air. And by just saying, oh, I can do things with elements, like you're just confusing things here. So it seems to you that like what elves do is they tap into this thing, the fey energies. Right. Humans are not tapping into that. Right. What these crystals you've come across with the runes do they're not tapping into the fey energy, and they're not tapping into what a race taps into. Right. Race is tapping into something which, for want of a better term, we'll call light. Right. And something okay. about that light is capable of healing people. Something about these crystals, it has no ability to do that. Okay. So even, like, different tapping of different magics might have similar-looking effects, but they may not actually be all doing the same things. Right. They may be able to perform the same function, but the method they achieve it by could be different. Right. And these crystals, rocks are not organic. Maybe that's why this means of magic can't heal things because it has no like actual connection to like life and growth. Yeah, I don't know that I ever got to see Kachin try the ice shard rune. Presumably he can use something about this ring, otherwise why is he so intent on buying it, which means that it might be biology non-specific. So maybe this will be a little bit more of her medical interest too, is why is magic different per species? Is it, or is it just how we're taught or whatever? Yeah. But anyway. And you know from your experience with the ice shard that essentially it had two levels. It had the level of, oh, I just used the thing and I don't understand what I'm doing, but We've all got blizzards going around us. Like, Trick was able to do that. <gasps> Glimmer was able to do that. Your dad was able to do that. Right. I forgot Glimmer because they're not elf or human. <laughs> yeah. And you don't know, like, you don't understand yet that Trick and Glimmer are doing magic of a form. Right. Like, you oh, haven't... with the verse. Yeah, Trick yeah. doesn't understand yet. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, that's never, <laughs> like, even... I don't even know how I'd know. If it doesn't make light... Right. So, but you know as soon as you put the ring on that you felt better. Right. And so if Kachin doesn't know how to do anything runic, that at the very least is a benefit he would get from the rank. Right. Oh, well, he'll get the other benefits because I want to find out if he can use it. <laughs> he's going to find out everything I know. Unless he comes in and destroys our village, he's pretty much golden. Because he's provided you indirectly with artifacts. Exactly. She's not greedy. She just wants him to know. Okay, cool. 
Yeah, so then maybe that's enough experimenting for right now, as much as she thinks she can get away with before she sees that Trick Menu is getting Sun's antsy. Getting lower. Yeah. And I do want to see the library. Alright. Walk straight. Duck out of here, do an alleyway, quick change, return these clothes. Alright, Hepa no longer needs her disguise. How do you get henna off? You're gonna wash, wash. it off. I hope it's not actual henna. I You're, think that lasts for days. You'll go back to the parting Alcohol. glass. Yeah, you'll get you'll get like rubbing alcohol or, or whatever. Like Mr. <laughs> brand, brandy, please. <laughs> <laughs> like Helleth knows how to remove it. Okay. Helleth would not adopt any disguise. She did not know how to adjust. So you return to the parting glass and you now spend like afternoon and things like that. There has been time for the antidote to push the toxins out of Helleth's system. So although she is still recovering from her knife injuries, she no longer is handicapped with constant suffering of strain. Will she let me do a checkup on her? Yeah, she'll let you, like, check the bandages and things like that. She's not... she working tonight? Given that she woke up this morning stabbed, lying in an alleyway? <laughs> but she, after she actually apparently took out three guys? Injured. I mean, looking at her, were you thinking she could take out three guys? She's pretty tough. She has poison. That's the only reason why she didn't win. I mean, there's pretty good evidence that she did completely take out one guy. Oh, okay. You only saw two guys shadowing her. One guy never even made it out of the caves That's chasing true. her. Is Helleth waiting tables tonight? So when you guys arrive at the bar, it's afternoon, so it's not yet hectic. So she's not doing anything. Normally, she doesn't even come on until it's, like, dinner time. So when you arrive, she is not working. There's, like, a few random people having drinks and stuff like that. And... Health is still resting in the back in Alaric's room. So you can check on her, and at this point, you can make another healing check on her, and she can maybe recover some more wounds. Is that like a medicine check? Yeah, unless you want to do magic. No, I think maybe let's use medicine this time, and if that doesn't work, I can do magic. She's above half, so it's two purples. Two advantages. You look over the knife wounds, and you're like, well, these take time to heal, like... The thing is, like, you know, you and Damal have already put your ointments on it and stuff like that. There's nothing really further. You just make her feel a bit more comfortable. And, um, you know, you ask her a few more questions about, like, her body's reaction to the cuttlefish stuff. Yeah. And she, like... How does it feel? Did she notice any, you know, whatever? She answers your questions. She's grateful, you know, that you saved her from, (laughs) you know, lying in the street unconscious. So she's grateful for that. And so she will answer your questions, but she's not, like, super warm yeah. personality-wise. Actually, if she has she ever been stabbed before? And can she tell, like, a difference with the cuttlefish? Does it hurt more? I mean, I'm not noticed. It hasn't been very long, and I will tell okay. her. I haven't noticed any limitations on the, the healing seems what I would expect. But So she tells you that getting stabbed hurts, sure. Like, who hasn't been stabbed? But... Um, have you been stabbed? But the cuttlefish, so. that's like your muscles are cramping up. It's painful, but it's it's not the pain of being stabbed. Okay, so it was a different pain, but it doesn't make the stabbing any worse. No. Okay. Oh, can you hold on to these for a while? Ah, perfect. Oh, yeah, you might as well let her see that we recovered. Uh, she does, like, hold them up and, like, check them out. She is making sure that these are the correct rings. Oh, help it count herself. You can see the little rune imprint if you look close enough. Ah, okay, okay. They are artifacts. I activated one of them. 
It didn't don't work. Do it, Helen. For don't whatever ask more questions. Do. No, just let it go. <laughs> Trick doesn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's just kind of like, well, it, it makes sense. You know, Lady Sabine had them and Catchin wanted one of them, so I'm not surprised that they can do magic stuff. That's what she calls it, like magic stuff. Yeah. I do have one general question. Maybe maybe you know, maybe you wouldn't know, maybe Albert would. Are there any other uh, crimes recently that Slater would have been guilty of? Or would be associated with? You mess with Trick's friends, you mess with his whole family. <laughs> it's a big family. Something else, some other specific crime that... Or like maybe there's someone like, oh yeah, someone lost X jewels. We don't know. And they never found the person or whatever. He's fishing for more material to like right. tell Maeve, like, you know, these thugs were in trouble. All right. Do you want to stand on the story point? Yeah. Okay. For the purposes of story, yes. So you spend the story point, and she tells you of a job that Slater did on behalf of the Rex. Right. But That's it, fine. But it was recent. If you have an idea for something, or I can roll on a random table for a prompt. I think random table is fine in this case. I can't believe you just talked your way out of the whole ambush scene. <laughs> <laughs> I also know, you know, gentlemen, made a lot of effort to prepare these characters, so we're going to have to murder all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could have just fought them already, but now you're going to fight them later, maybe? I don't know. It doesn't matter to me whether you fight them or not. They occupy two index cards. That's it. No, it's just Trick Manu. It's so amazing. He just talked his way out of, like... We were like, okay, we're going to have to ambush him, probably have to fight him. Nope, Trick will just talk his way up. That's right, from Heber's perspective, like, just showed him a box of rocks and he walked away. Yeah, that trick is not always going to work. Nope. But it did this time, and it was awesome. And also, like, if it was somebody that you needed to do business again with tomorrow, you'd be in serious trouble. Oh, yeah, yeah. 100, change. 52, dispute. It was probably something at, like, an actual banking house. Change. Meaning money. Yeah, and I don't know if this is connected to the what I told you earlier about Maeve, but could be. Trick will lay that out. Um, so, so when we get to that. So line. what Health knows is there's a lot of people in town from all over the place. A lot of people pulling credit. People pulling credit, but also people coming in with like gems. Nobody wants to travel with a bag full of gazillions of coins clinking around. Traveling with gems and things like that is easier, and then you get to town, and then you trade them in for money. So at the changing house, Slater did a job there, and it was like just two or three days before the festival, like when the first wave of merchants arrived, and they started like you know preparing their cash boxes and stuff. Okay, that all sounds good. That's the ammunition we need to feed the Maeve to help bust them. Help bust them without busting your friends. <laughs> well, yeah. How to instruct Maeve that these fools were planning to hit this dilapidated manor. Well, you can think on that a little bit as you get your tour of the tower. That's true. <laughs> the bank, and then he gets magic rocks from us. <laughs> oh my gosh. Such a good, well-done use of your talents. We could be con artists. That's what we could do. I mean, we sort of are. <laughs> Trick, definitely. <laughs> I'm not sure Hepa could carry out being a con artist. Oh, yes. Yeah, so we would be the con artist team where you con people out of their artifacts, and I study them. <laughs> so we ended an encounter? We have a lot of very tiny encounters. I'm trying to get this strain. Triumphs on this do nothing. Triumphs on this do need to do something, or else they're pathetic. Ooh. You have a triumph on your covering strain here at the Prime Glass. Yes. Dealing with Heleth. Is there anything else of use that you wish to learn from Heleth regarding the criminal <sighs> underground here? So he would be bringing... Like, is maybe this is where Trick learns that, like, oh, 
Slater would be bringing extra backup. I feel like Trick probably is a little braggy yeah. about how you guys carry things off and how you're setting him off and how you, like, you know, said things to lure him back. And at that point, yes, Heleth would be like, you put too large a piece of bait on your hook there. Yeah, he's only got those three guys that he tends to boss around. But with what you've put out there... Like he'll call another rat's lieutenant or whatever. Yeah. Like help him out on this job. That he can sell up because that's not him interfering with my job. That's him finding a mark for the rats to move on. Yeah, okay. That's even better. Two less criminals, and therefore he's on the streets. So essentially, you're looking at, instead of a rival and one group of minions, you might be looking at two rivals and two groups of minions. Yes, that makes sense. So, that's just more we can sell to the town guard. Okay. It's a dilapidated old manor down by the docks. Alright. Team swipe to you guys at the door of the tower. This medicine stuff is so much fun. <laughs> Hepa's still talking excitedly about medicine. Just... Where is Lex? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess both. <laughs> yeah, and I guess, uh, yeah, so Trick tells. Make sure to tell Hepa about his plans. <laughs> even, even if people don't like you, they will tell you things when you're engaging in medical talk. Medical talk. I think it's called a conversation. I like how Hepa and Trick both just went through the same experience but, like, have completely different foci on what is going on. Like, Hepa's all like, magic rings and healing and medicine and tricks like, next ambush. It's gonna be this. <laughs> cry, 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 cry. She was very cool, though, because I would think she'd be happy about revenge. <laughs> yeah. She did not express any sort of... Um... Emotion? She never does. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know she had her heart cut out as well? I mean, maybe we could fix that, but... But I haven't looked closely into psychological treatments of humans. It's true. Unless you mean physically, then I would love to see that. Another time, perhaps. Not doing it, but the scars. Well, I'll see how I can do if I end up shooting one of these fellows. Mm-hmm. All right. Maeve greets you at the gate so that there's no like need to go sure. to functionaries or anything like that. The gate guards all like salute her appropriately and, and step aside and allow her to enter with her guests. They do not hassle or challenge you in any way. Makes sense. Engage in some generic chit chat. Enjoy the architecture. Yeah, and she tells you when she first arrived at the southern outpost herself, it was a mere palisades that just had pretty much like a slightly glorified shanty town built around it, and Gwedry was just scraping together a defense. Yeah, it looks like there's some of these buildings are older than they look. Was there a town here in the past? There's some ruins here and there. There was the outpost, the palisades. There were buildings here. This is an area that West North has periodically settled and resettled and things fall into disarray and then they build up again. And so we're we're in that upsweep period now. So you will find about the city, there will be older houses, some of which are run down, that are left over from previous troughs. But the tower itself, so you guys like kind of right now are still like outside. You've like gone through a gate, but you're like walking around the base of the tower you know, the tower itself is relatively new construction, just put up in the last 20, 25 years or so after the war. Gwedry decided that he wanted this to be the seat of his new earldom. The start of his campaign, makes sense. And, uh, you know, that is a, a symbol that he was in it for the long haul. And then, you know, a lot of other settlement has built up around, and we have the thriving city you see today. Uh, it's true, North Tower around the old northern outpost is, is larger in area uh, because they had more 
open land to spread out in settlement wise, but um, the town is doing quite well. It does say it's been exciting while we've been here. I'll say. Granted, there's the festival going on. Uh, pretty interesting. You notice it's isn't on the upswing. Do you mind if I ask? Like it's. I feel like crime is getting better or worse around here. I apologize if it's out of my place to even ask such a thing. There is plenty of lawlessness in the Esmark Hills, and some of it spills over into the, the surrounding lands. That is a constant thorn in the side of Westenoff. And, you know, unfortunately, like, once urban centers develop, then a new type of crime comes in. Then it's not highwaymen and banditry. Like, then you're dealing with thieves breaking into people's homes and pickpockets and the like. And Wealth does tend to attract these things. Festivals like the one we have going now attract wealth, attract fair growers, but also attract criminal elements. Yeah, Trick's trying to find the right way to bring up his, yeah. his comment. Now yeah, let's go into the tower and I'll give you a tour. Oh, very nice. So I'll uh, say, when we were at some of the, the shops earlier today, we crossed paths with some fellows that seemed, on reflection, maybe not so good. Do you think you're a keen judge of human character? Well, when he... Briefly conversed with the fellow, I accidentally let slip that, no, we don't really know anyone in town, and we're, he seemed to have marked us as someone to, and that our level of wealth was perhaps projected higher than it should have been. Thankfully, I told him that we were staying in the dilapidated manor down by the docks. But I'm a little concerned, he kept making this weird signal to some associate of his. I'm a little concerned he might be, was it a gang? <laughs> He had these colors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I saw the other guy, you know, just pick somebody's pocket, but I don't know for sure. Uh, and Trick will give a description of Slater, since he might be known to some of the authorities. Uh, if you'd like deception, I can make that happen. Yeah, it's actually pretty easy to lie to your mother. Well. She doesn't have... Vigilance. Vigilance. She's more cool. I will spend a story point, so it's a red and a purple. That's fair. But she does not have a burning need for justice, does she? Not like, like Terwain has a burning desire like for, your for justice. No, she has an ambition for power and authority. Yeah, okay. So, since you are not yet dragging her reputation into this, right. like, about her allowing this to happen in her city or whatever. That's a good point. No, like, I didn't get that point, point. You don't get anything. I have failure with an advantage. She might be like, why are you telling me this? You have failure on a deception check. Right. She's like, Perfect. why are you spinning stories? Like, she knows you're a compulsive liar. Yeah. <laughs> Already she's learned that. <laughs> she learned that. Just like, like Anatole. <laughs> she knows not that you're a compulsive liar. She knows that you're a tale teller. All right, we did have a run-in with some, a group of thieves. They called the rats. Okay. Okay. She, like, she stumbles over addressing you. Right. Because she's not used to having a son to address. She So she's like... You should have just told me, son. You don't need to play these things up. I'm just debating whether to say, like, they took my favorite rocks. <laughs> <laughs> you had a run-in with the rats? What What were you doing? You could say we're pretending to be richer than we are. Yeah. <laughs> it was dumb. Obviously. <laughs> <sighs> All right, but you said... I had a good sense to tell him I was staying somewhere I wasn't. So, the rats, you say? Yes. Give a description of, like, right. Slater. He seemed keen. You're walking of the base of the tower, 
She, like, stops at a particular room, like, opens the door and calls in. Henrik, get me everything we have on the rats. Right away, Captain. <laughs> Huge bushy mustache on this fellow. All right, so you have a description of the fellow. Do you, do you know how big gang? A, a posse he's scraping together for? It sounded like maybe him, one of his equal rank. So I don't know what their hierarchy looks like. One other gang leader, and then they're flunkies. So, I don't know, maybe six or seven guys in total. Alright. He was key, definitely looking for an opal today. Hmm. I don't know if he's trying to steal one or just buy one real quick. Clever. Guy seems really, really into rocks. <laughs> Alright, and level with me. How certain are you that they will actually be at this location tonight? How certain does Trick feel about it? Pretty good. I mean, yeah. you had like a triumph. And... Yeah, I put it like 95. Unless, like, I don't think he would chicken out. Like, if it rained or something, maybe not. Maybe that makes it better. I don't know. Henrik comes running back out. I may have sold him a rock that was just a rock, but <clears throat> he thinks it's not, so... She tells Henrik to wait for her, and Henrik backs up out of the room. And she says, you were engaging in selling counterfeit no, 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 no. gems? I did not say it was a gem. I just said it was very valuable. <laughs> Is that wrong? You know, when I said that this festival attracted a certain criminal element, I wasn't expecting my own son to be one of the con men okay, present. Okay, I'm sorry. You gave me ten coins. Should I just turn that in here and call it square? <laughs> I, I'll you donate know, it to the House of Life. Crimes committed against criminals, I can let slide. Okay. You don't have to let Hellas know that. <laughs> oh, wait, no. That means that she won't go after the rats. Because <laughs> the rats committed a crime against her. Yeah, never mind. I won't bring that up. <laughs> Look, I'm coming to you now. Thought you might want to know. Is there anything I can do to help make it right? Uh, he'll be looking for me to be there. Henrik! And I like Henrik. <laughs> yes, Captain? She asks him for information on what they have regarding the rats and their tools and techniques. Ugh, rats, rats. Yes. A thick ledger. And they relate information about, like, mainly pickpockets and thieves, but known to have poisoned... Some of them are known to have poisoned knives. And so she's kind of like, all right, so we'll want to make sure we have some people with, like, ranged fighting ability, like, who can attack from further away than knives can be thrown. Like, so essentially she's... She's supporting a tactical scenario together. Yeah. She's, like, assembling, like, "Ah, but this is most likely to be, like, inside a building, and so, like... Oh, the courtyard. There's no roof. It's a dilapidated manor. Does the dilapidated manor have a roof? Parts of it. Okay, so we could station some of our bowmen up there. All right, so she's she starts, like, spinning ideas on, like, how large of a force and, like, how to equip them because it needs to be a small enough force that they don't give away their involvement until they're ready to make their move. But now there's this sort of, like, and, like, how much time do we have before, like, you know, this... We can still complete our tour of the tower, but she, like, tells Henrik, like, which units to, like, tell to get ready and primed and stuff. Excellent. We can, yeah, we should be able to make the manor before uh, midnight. Trick will just assume he's going to be there. That's definitely the impression you have given, and, uh... She does not disabuse? No. She she accepts it, and I have to decide she's going to make a discipline check. Can she resist making snide... Comments about elves running away? Yeah. problems. I think it's three purples. That sounds fair. Difficulty. I'm going to upgrade it even. I mean, our very first encounter, I just ran. Like a true Esprinfar is still. All right. She does, but there are threats. 
So instead of it being the snide comment of like, oh, somebody's standing up for himself, it, it's more a matter of like she swallows that impulse and she like congratulates it's not quite the right word, but she says she's glad you're taking responsibility for whatever part you played in this. However innocent you thought you were, or tricksy you thought you were being, like, you know, your brush with crime here, like, this is a good way for you to make right on any wrongs you may have committed. I, I think Trick's going to accept that. That's, he doesn't need to offer a snide comment. I, I want to I leave, uh, you know, good stories in my wake. And uh, crime just doesn't, uh, doesn't work. Is Mate with you, or is Mate I think he is. coming inside the tower, too? Or? As long as he's not being shooed at him. Okay, no. If Mate's just, like, hanging out on your shoulder. That's true. We shouldn't just forget about him. Okay. I think he's mainly disinterested in the tower, though. Like, he's tried to tie together different things he's been given, like Twain's favor and, and the okay. elf friend. Okay. I can see him spending time messing in your hair, too. That, oh, <laughs> you end up, like, it. with, like, a braid of, like, <laughs> Twain's favor. <laughs> like some That's of your... a Fenowin. That's <laughs> how it happened. All right. You move up through the tower, and she points out various other things. I heard there's a library. Ah, uh, yes. It's <laughs> just been like, uh-huh, uh-huh, ambush, whatever. I heard there's a library, and your lady's a, a scholar. Why, well, yes. Uh, we can see if Lady Sabine is, is available. And uh, she snaps her fingers, and somebody who's guarding some door goes to check on some things. So you're really in charge here. All the guard staff is under my command. I am captain of the guard. I didn't fully understand what that meant. So she sent a guard away, but she keeps you and you continue having your conversation in the vicinity of where that guard was stationed. Ah, so we're we're staffing that. Essentially, house. yes. Yeah. She is staffing that position until he gets back. I see. And so uh, she tells you a little bit about Lady Sabine, how uh, yeah she she keeps her her library. She's got various things on display there. If we're lucky enough that she'll grant you an audience, you'll, you can maybe see Gwedry's amulet is on display there. Oh. What is the story with Gwedry's amulet? Oh, well, when we were fleeing through the, the caverns, um, the fall of the southern outpost, on the run from Mal Rabinal's minions. I'm impressed how cavalier she is about the retreat. As opposed to trying to restructure it as we were redeploying. No, mm-hmm. it's, it's undeniable. Like... The man who had stayed to fight at his and ham, yeah. but they were overwhelmed and they had to flee. Right. Oh, so Lane is also in Manu blood. That's elfish blood. Trick doesn't say anything. Yeah, you have to be overwhelmed, apparently. Yeah, yeah. the distinction is oh, when you're overwhelmed. if they tried. When I mean, it's too late. <laughs> I mean, two distillers against shooting at us. I do think that was a little overwhelming. <laughs> right. So she says that in the underground cave system, Gwedry found an amulet. They don't know what its provenance was, but uh, Dason, the great mage who was Gwedry's advisor, recognized it as being imbued with the light, and Gwedry wore it, and it, it empowered his his strikes with the force of magic, and that was one of the few ways that someone who wields a sword like could actually be effective against some of these unnatural horrors that Malravanal commanded. So she's saying this in a... Not totally matter-of-fact way, but she she doesn't dress up her words the way right. that... Trick um, does? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's something she lived through. She's, like, recounting yeah. history. She's not telling a story. She's, like, relaying events. So it's an amulet. Oh, I would be interested in seeing that. Trick still heard an amazing story. I'm sure when Trick tells it, it'll also be amazing. 
That is. But the attack spider. His very arm was imbued with the force of light. <laughs> so that guy comes running back and tells Maeve that Lady Sabine is indeed in her library and is, is willing to entertain a brief interruption of her work. Maeve, like, chuckles a little bit at that and says, like, believe me, compared to the festival, <laughs> we will be the merest slight deviation from her amount. Oh, if only she knew. So you guys go up another flight or two, and you reach the entrance to the library. You enter it, and Lady Sabine is there. As you saw her earlier, she's uh, she's wearing a gray gown with red piping and stuff like that, and like kind of white frills at her collars. And your judgment is that uh, she is a middle-aged human. Mm-hmm. You um, want to make a medicine check on that one? She still has teeth, and and her hair is not white. Her hair is is dark. Okay. My visual cue for her is Penelope Cruz. Okay. Who is in her forties these days? So, she is here. She is seated at a desk. This library has perhaps more desks than one person needs, mm-hmm. but like scattered about it are like several places with chairs and desks by bookcases. So it's you know like you wander over, you flip through some books, and you said, "Oh, I'll just sit down here and like look through this and make some notes and whatever." Right. So there's like multiple writing stations set up in one room, far more than are necessary. There's also like display cases that are I'm trying to think like just glass. Is glass used? Glass is probably not common. So when I say display cases, I'll mean like shadow box type things. So, you know, like velvety backgrounds with like jewelry of some kind on like holders, hooks. I mean, they could use like a screen, like like a lace or something you could still see through, but it would enclose it. It might not be as like really thin material if they wanted something that kind of just kept it from being accessed. Yeah, I think like whatever veil type things are are, are, like all pushed up and back right now. So like, you know, she can see the stuff here. You can look around the room if you want. If you don't want her to notice what your interest is in looking at the room, then you'd be making a, a cool check. Otherwise, she will know like where you are directing your focus as you look around. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if she was brief audience meant she was willing to talk to us or just let us thumb through books. So you guys come in, Maeve introduces you and says, these are visitors from the Eskrin Forest. This is Hepalonia of House Thrandalil. And this is there's a little, a little bit of a little bit of a there. And this is my son, Trick Manu. Also of the Esprin Forest. Uh, Trick does a little bow. It's a pleasure, pleasure to meet you, Lady Sabine. Thank you for granting us an audience. It's a trick, trick can behave. <laughs> you know he's got a bird with him. And Lady Sabine says, Uh, yes, yes. Um, was there, was there something you wanted, or uh, just to just to look around? Uh, I can. I can spare a few moments, certainly. She, like, closes the book that she was in the I middle of. I think Well, if she just gonna, wanted to converse with a fellow scholar. If she's going to talk to me. Yes, if you don't mind, I understand that you are a mage. Yes, yes, I am. I am a, an archmage. She, like, corrects you. Okay, yeah. I have <laughs> a, forgive me, I don't, I don't know all these things. I'm wondering if I can ask you if you know anything about different magics, like the difference between elvish magic and human magic. <laughs> I can barely get the words yeah. out. Yeah, I know. She's so I've been I think that they tap into different sources. That's my current theory, but I wanted to talk to a proper mage to see. She's like, oh this could take a while. Trick Manu. Yep. 
What do you intend to do while... He's writing a story in his head about how this place is, like, an academic war zone, is what it looks like. Because you described it as, like, there's just, like, papers everywhere. It's not, like... It's actively being used. It's not, like, loose papers are, like, lying all about. And the story trick is telling it is. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's not super interested in the magical theory uh, debate, but he's certainly not going to interfere. And he's probably thinking that Maeve is not going to say anything since there's... Lady Sabine is a woman of very high station, so... Essentially, Maeve has taken up a guard position within the door. Not that you're going to attack anything. It's right. like almost second nature to Maeve, right? She's not going to like disturb her lady. And okay. she's standing out of the way. Like She's not the visitor here. So she's essentially arms folded and like alert I think within the doorframe. Trip will actually hang out near her then. Okay. Like, I know you said it was a brief visit. But <laughs> when she gets talking on magic. Depends on how much she will let her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Sabine tells you that that she doesn't know anything personally about elvish magic. It's not anything that humans find of interest. But certainly there are different sources of power that humans tap into. The arcane versus the light. She herself does not waste her time on uh, the day-to-day drudgery. Not when there's so many uh, fascinating crafted items that tap into untold powers. So your interest is in artifacts? And she, like, brightens up enormously, and uh, she, like, takes you over to, like, some of the display cases. She, like, points out, like, one box specifically has this sort of uh, necklace-type thing with a gem in it, and she's like, you know, this is a... (laughs) <laughs> she says uh, you know, she gestures at the whole room and she's like, "This is my collection. This is what my husband has contributed to it." Oh, this is the amulet. This is yes, this is Guidry's amulet, famed in story and song. But you know, what's most interesting about it is not like whatever battles it was in, but like what it is capable of channeling. And like she is super interested in the power that the amulet is able to like focus. And not so much in that it was actually, like, useful in fighting a war. Well, that's what I'm interested in. So it it has a gem. Is the gem the rune? Are all artifacts based on rune magic? That is not something she has ever heard of. I know the dwarves, they have rune masters that craft magical items. So if you, usually with the gem, you if you look closely, you can see the... I don't oh. know what the rune mark is for. This, this is very interesting to her because there's a number of artifacts, a number of amulets and things like that, as well as some of the the great, you know, the uh, the ruby scepter, the hammer of hammer of Thursigan. Thursigan. She names a few other. This is of that. She says that that dwarves have played a role in forging many significant magical artifacts over the ages, but nobody has yet put forth this theory that the dwarves are applying some unique magic to it. That's an interesting idea. And now she's, like, torn. She's like, you you would have to dismantle this to see whether there was any sort of runic carving on it, but of course we can't ruin this piece of art. Can we look closely at it? Because Hepa knows that when she looked at the ring, she could see. Yeah. Now, I don't know if it's only dwarf rune masters that can create those, but my understanding is there's usually a mark. So maybe if we look at it closely. All right. She's willing to take the amulet down and, like, hold it for you to examine. 
She does not let you, like, take it. Right, right, right. Um, Have you tried to activate it? I've never struck anything with a sword while wearing it. Oh. Do you want to borrow mine? <laughs> yeah, I was just curious of, like, how she gets into it. Can I maybe do runes to see if I can tell if it's... Yep. She'll let you, like, touch it. You know, like, you can, like, run your finger over the edge, but you're not allowed to hold it and take it from her. Right. I will try not to activate it. Okay. She will say that. I mean, <laughs> don't know what it will do. I had an ice one once, and it made a lot of ice. This difficulty is three purples because you are not wearing it or interacting with it. Right. You know what? Can I, do we have any sword points? Two. Yeah. No. One success. This amulet is not like the rings or the ice crystal shard that you have previously interacted with. Okay. So it, it might serve as a conduit of some sort of power, right. but it is not the same. It doesn't have like that runic level to access. Okay. So then that's what Hepa will say. I don't believe this one is a rune. And I... Okay. So I don't know the nature of that. Some of the other things that have gems may have, if you look okay. closely. Yeah. And so she says like, okay, this that fits what she's always believed from her studies, which is that these amulets are similar to a mage's staff or an apprentice's rod in terms of, like, it is a magical implement that has some ability. And right, yes. I mean, I have seen a staff that had a rune attached to it, and they were, they're were they still usable separately. Ah, okay. She'll share that. But my father actually studies this a lot more. Interesting. Does he have a, a wide collection, and she, like, gestures at all? Like, there's, like, necklaces and rings and, like, bracelets and anklets. Like, oh, no. Tricks of weakness. <laughs> but it's a collection of non-mundane objects. They're mundane to trick. <laughs> <laughs> no, his library is much smaller than this. This is very impressive. Hmm. Uh, would you be willing to carry a letter to him from me? Oh, absolutely. I think you'd love to be in correspondence. How long will you be staying in our city? Um, Probably even after the festival tomorrow. I believe, or maybe at least through the festival. All right. Do you have a residence that I can have a letter delivered to in the morning? Oh, yes. We're staying at the parting glass. All right. She pulls out a piece of parchment and does a trifold with it, and on the outside writes, during the little care yeah. of Hepalonia <laughs> via parting glass. Very well, then. I will uh, prepare a correspondence. In. But if she has, like, another, like, a bracelet on the wall that also has a, I'm saying, I don't know what your relative values are, but maybe that one could be disassembled or... So you're not disassembling the... All valuable. Well, if you look very closely at the gems, maybe a gemsmith could see if there's a room. That is an interesting idea. I will consider having one brought in. (laughs) Bad idea. (laughs) I mean, it's a real ruby. The gemsmith's not going to tell the difference, right? (laughs) I mean, yeah, I mean, they're not going to... Well... There were two rings that were missing, and oh, they create. She created for both of them. She created, so she'll yeah. just be like, "These are non-magical, but not my problem." <laughs> yeah, those rats. All right. So then, having answered her questions, do you have anything else you wish to? I'll just, you know, if it seems like we're kind of running out of time, I'll say it's been a pleasure speaking with you, and thank you for showing me your collection. Could you make a charm check? Yeah. You're going to be against a purple and a red, but I'm going to upgrade, so you're against two reds. Two reds and a charm, and I will get an advantage for proper upbringing, so I'll take yes. a string for that. Yes, you will. But my charm is not that great, but I'll use a story point. I'll warn you. I will run out for, for my mapping. You, you're, uh... you're right, I'll do that. So Sorry, are you not using a story point? I'm not going to use that. I'm going to save it for my map. Because we're about to finish for the night. Oh, 
rules of triumph. But I failed, and I have an advantage. What would that look like? So I probably say something, I say it appropriate, but maybe I'm just not that charming. You're just, like, insufficiently deferential for a... She's not just some noble woman. She's, like, the earliest. So one is, in her mind, you two are not on the same social level, even though your dad is a council member. Right. Well, yeah, I wouldn't be even if in human things. I'm still the daughter of whatever. And also it's a matter of, you suggested she damaged some of her artifacts. Right. So it's not that, like, she hates you or anything. It's I'm just, impetuous like, or whatever, careless. Yeah. She's not going to invite you back. She's not going to draw out her time with you. Right. Like, you got what you got out of her. I think it becomes obvious to her that you and she have very different interests. Yeah. I'm also not as educated. I'm not actually contributing so much, even though I know some stuff about runes, but I'm not. I probably don't come across as a white scholar, right? Like, my father is. So it is a little bit like kindergartner being like, hey, I have an idea. <laughs> Have you ever considered having a jeweler look at your gems? <laughs> That's a very good idea. Uh, you have a triumph. Mm -hmm. Is there anything, like, you could find out stuff about her if you think that would be useful or interesting to Hepa. You could find out something about stuff in she the room. She might want to send something to Thrandalil as a, like, maybe, like, maybe this is something that she has that is vaguely related to Elvish. And she might ask him to identify it more. Yeah, I mean, I could do that. I, I think it would be interesting to Hepa to establish that relationship for her father, just because she knows her father's interested in it, and it seems like this lady is too. Okay. It's reasonable that, like, she has something that is maybe Elvish, of Elvish origin that she would look for Thrandall's input on. So then what I've succeeded with the triumph is convincing her enough that I am actually sort of diplomatically empowered in this way, that I'm not just going to run off with an artifact. Or yes. And since it is an Elvish thing and not like one of her collection here of, of things that uh, she has identified and understands and knows very well, like she's interested in the research, but you're also definitely getting the impression that she likes the jewelry. Okay. So she's got something... Well, you'll find out in the morning when the stuff arrives to your father. Right, right, right. What it is. It's a dowsing rod. <laughs> <laughs> she bought it off of a Saurian. <laughs> it only cost her a ham hock and a man's life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think maybe she would find him to be a little bit more of at least a scholarly peer than me. Okay. Hippa's not, then she realizes that. Shockingly, Hippa is the one who just set up some social connections All here. Right, Hippa. Good job. Well, Trick was telling stories in his head. Well, hopefully it'll pave the way for when we're done investigating the ring and we're sending it back. Hopefully she doesn't make like, the connection back to yeah. me, but... Oh, here's some rings of yours, I believe. Well, I think you sent us with us a while back, surely. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Then we are about done for the night. If Hepa wants to... Having finished the tour of the tower, and Hepa jots down her new notes on her map and... Has a map for it? Yeah, she has a map for it. Okay. Two story points gone. And she figures out... So. Where to go next when we're done with this plot? No, what she figures out is you had some theories that Kachin was maybe consuming the dapper ink cap. Right. You have a sample of what the knight was taking and yeah. a description of why he was taking it. So Martha Neck is taking this cloudy liquid to suppress 
nightmares and, and things associated with like the horrors of particularly undead holding him captive during the war. Right. And his wife had mentioned that when he's under the effects of it, like he's kind things of muffled. Things don't taste well. Yeah. Yes. And that was what I saw with Catcher. Yes. Is this got Depper Incap in it? You will want to get a proper apothecary set up. Yes. Uh, to conduct such tests or you know, stick your tongue in it. I was thinking maybe taking it to Damal. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That is definite thing. You suspect yeah. this is likely a potion that involves Dapper Incap in that whatever the effect of it on elves is, on humans, is likely different. Right. Um, but the it was described from the elvish perspective as like cutting off your connection to the Fae. Mm-hmm. And so there is something similar going on here. It's providing some sort of film or veil between like the human and something else. Right. And it matches what you were detecting symptom-wise from Kachin regarding this kind of detachment. Clearly, he wasn't taking it to, like, the same level as the knight is. Like, he's still functional. But also you have in your possession now a ring that he hired health to get for him, which is designed mechanically-wise to raise your strain threshold. He's perpetually tired in some regard. Mm -hmm. And, like, this ring is, like a way to compensate for that. Right. So you do not know why he is self-medicating himself in this way. Right. It sounds like he's protecting himself from something that's going on that he has no other way to stop it. That is a a good supposition. And in the letter that he left you, he did mention looking for a permanent solution to something. And Mm -hmm. he didn't specify what that thing was. But... It's beginning to look like, like earlier you were like, what is he building? It's not looking like that now that you look over your map and the notes you have. Right. He's treating himself for something. Right. And it doesn't seem like it's just like, oh, he's got some illness. Like, right. it seems like it's something more elaborate than that. Right. Yeah, because everything he's been doing is, it, well, because the staff and this are more about making magic easier. So, yeah, I guess if he gets tired more easily... My theory is that he did something magically and it broke himself. Now he's not he's a young lich. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what he did exactly, but he's teen lich. Maybe he's, he's not power hungry. Maybe he's just like crap. Now I have to re- reverse this. Grew up in a cult. I don't know. He's living life in reverse. I don't know. Well, I mean, so one story could be that he's like inducted into whatever the necromancer cult thing is, and he. Wanted to get out of that or whatever. Did some magical, some damage to himself. The other one is he's actually undead and he's trying not to be. Or he's trying to be a new kind of undead. But Hepa would assume that it's something that happened either to him or accidentally. And maybe he's a vampire. He's trying not to eat everybody. Okay, interesting. So I can I can figure out when he when I see him. That's true. If he needs help with something. And here are your two artifacts. Excellent. We will be doing the ambush, ambush next proper. week. Yes. Okay. I was sure if you just wanted that as a like quick roll or two or no. the threat of poison. I gotta tell you that we do so little like combat that like the That's idea true. of like actually doing an ambush sounds like an interesting change of pace. Okay. As opposed to us getting caught. Whoa! So you will get 10 XP for tonight. I'm gonna plow that straight into verse. You've 
been listening to Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Westnoth video game, and played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Jen, and our players were Lex and Daniel. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our character art is by Del Borovic. See her work at DelBorovic.com. Our music is sampled from Return to Westnoth by Matthias Westland, a.k.a. West, licensed under CC by SA 4.0, part of the Battle for Westnoth project. Visit them at westnoth.org. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you, the only thing that separates you from knowledge is experience.